Hey guys, welcome back to season two of When Hustle Meets Flow, the podcast. This is Christy Dole. I'm a life coach. I'm a yoga instructor. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. Um, and I'm a white woman. And I wanted to come in here and talk to you guys about kind of what I, what the work I've been doing and kind of what I've noticed um, since the last conversation I had with you here. And the name of this episode is Black Lives Still Matter. And um, yeah, so if you guys listened to my first podcast about this subject, it was a few months back and it was kind of like giving you as a white listener kind of like a, here's what to expect as you go on this journey of becoming anti-racist and really, you know, unpacking your white privilege and things like that. I got great response from that. Um... And that was, I think, April or, yeah, I think that was April. And so it's been a few months and I wanted to sort of come here and share what I've done, what I've learned, and kind of what, I've, what I'm observing out in the world. So the first thing is um, what I've done. So I believe this is a journey that will be a lifelong journey for myself after really reading a lot and kind of just listening and listening and listening, and that truly is the phase that I'm still in. I am nowhere near and anywhere to educate anybody on this sort of stuff. I'm really just kind of in this space of listening, observing, um, and holding space for, you know, people of color, black people, and, and my white friends that are you know, kind of in the beginning or wherever they are on their journeys. And so the one thing that I committed to doing was having harder conversations. I committed to myself to not be comfortable anymore um, and not to just quote unquote, keep the peace because in learning and listening to all types of black people on their platforms, one thing that they have asked over and over and over and over again is for white people to stop being comfortable and to start having harder conversations because it's in the conversations that we have around our circles and our networks and our um, dinner tables that is actually going to help dismantle all of this. So I have had some pretty difficult conversations. Um, I have reached out to friends, you know, people I've known my whole life, um, kind of like calling them out on their silence, asking like, Hey, what's up? What, what is this? Why aren't you posting about this? And, um, and what I've learned is a couple things. One is, and I don't know if this is correct. I don't know if this is, um, you know, part of the problem, but I'm just going to tell you what I've observed. I've observed that even though people aren't posting about it, um, they can and still are anti-racist. And that's fair. I that's fair. I think social media is one way to get information out there, but it's not the only way and I think it gets really sticky in any subject in any situation in life when you make rules that everyone in the world has to play by. Um and one of that is being like, "Oh, if you don't post about this then you don't care." So, you know, after having a couple of hard conversations with, with people that I genuinely love um, and actually reading more and more from Black people, 
about this particular subject, um, you know, giving grace to those who haven't been super vocal is, um, is okay. It's okay. Um, but also I'm glad I had those conversations because, you know, if I notice that they haven't posted, then certainly other people have noticed. And at this point, silence is violence. So, you know, if you're not posting about it on your Facebook, fine. But if there's a time in your life where you're being, um, asked or a conversation's coming up and, you know, you sit silent, then that's a problem too. So that's one thing that I've done is had harder conversations. Um, the other thing that I've noticed, okay, so that's the thing that I've done is had harder conversations. That's what I've been committed to. The second piece of what I wanted to talk about is kind of what I've observed in the world. Now, this is probably the hardest part to talk about because it's pretty um, sad for me. Okay, so what I've noticed since this whole conversation has really come up is that there's a lot of white people out there who realize what's going on. Now, they are not the type of white person that would you know, call someone the N word or, you know, clutch their purse if like a black person walked near them or, you know, would tell their kids, no, don't be friends with that kid because they're black. Like they're not that kind of racist, which I think is what I'm learning now is racism really comes in so many shapes and colors, no pun intended, but it really is kind of like a spectrum. And in my mind, before this whole this, this whole topic really became prevalent in 2020, in my mind, that's really what racism was, was somebody who was just outwardly racist, right? So what I've learned is that people who are not outwardly racist, like I kind of mentioned, however, they understand that there is a system that they didn't create you know, it's not their fault that they created it, but they understand that they live in a system that keeps them elevated while at the same time suppresses others. And what I've been finding is that, this is the part that's that's really sad, is that most of, most of the white people that I know that understand that there is the system that exists However, they're not super outwardly racist. These people are actually okay with allowing this system to continue on, which in and of itself is racist, right? But because it's not outwardly racist, because it's not, you know, K, you know KKK holding up a sign racist, they don't see anything wrong with it. And that has been the most frustrating, hardest part for me is really realizing how many of these people in my life, in the world, um, in my family, how many of them are out there. And when I think about that, I the next thought I have is like, oh my God, this is so exhausting. I can't believe that like, you know, so-and-so understands that black people have a disadvantage from the moment they're born. And yet, they don't really want to do anything to change that because their life is comfortable. I've come across a lot of that. And that's been really difficult for me because I, it, 
it physically makes me, it physically and mentally exhausts me to, to talk to people like this. And then I think to myself, my God, I've, I've been doing this for like seven weeks. I can't imagine the frustration and the exhaustion that black people must feel or activists must feel, um, in these conversations. Like I can fully understand now why, um, and I'm not speaking for all black people, of course, but why as a whole black people don't trust white people. I mean, I totally get it. And I've kind of noticed, like, as I've been out in the world since this has all come, that when I see black people, I, I, and maybe I'm overcompensating, I probably am, but like, I, I see them and I look them in the eye and it's almost like I want them to know, hey, I see you and I'm like here doing what I can for you. And then I receive back a look of distrust and I, and I get it. I totally get it. And it's, disheartening and it's heartbreaking for me. But I've had a lot of conversations with people who overall are good, decent people, right? These are people that I know and love. I know they wouldn't hurt anybody, blah, blah, blah. They're good people. However, they are aware that this system exists and they're just kind of like, well, you know, hey, it works for me. And I'm like, what? So that's been really, 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 really hard. The other thing that I have observed out in the world is um, a lot of lack of empathy, a lack of compassion, and a lack of understanding. And I believe this directly relates back to people who have no empathy, compassion, or understanding for themselves. So I said this in my first podcast about this, but people are only able to meet you emotionally as deeply as they have met themselves emotionally. So there's one person in particular that um, has wounds from, from childhood, as we all do, has never acknowledged them, has never worked on them. And now as an adult, this person just thinks that, you know, black people just need to get over it. And, you know, slavery ended hundreds of years ago and civil rights happened 50 years ago. And, you know, they should just be over it and, you know, look at Oprah and look at Barack Obama and, um, you know, and it's like all these things that they do and they talk about the crime rate. Well, what about black on black crime? And, you know, all these things that are so, moot. They're so, they, they have nothing to do with what the issue is. And the reason why this person and people like this person can't really look at the issue is because they are unable to look at their pain. So why are they going to offer someone else their genuine compassion and empathy when they've never offered it to themselves? And that's a huge thing that I've seen is the people that lack compassion and empathy for what's really going on, that they can't just hold space and say, wow, things are unfair. And even though I had nothing to do with it, I want to help dismantle it. People who can't do that, I have a theory that they are unable to process their own stuff. And so if you are unable to look at, process, deal with, be truthful about your stuff, there's no way you're going to be able to offer that for other people. So that also has been an observation that I've made. And what that does is it kind of bums me out because it just makes me, I mean, I realize more people are broken in this world than ever. And 
it's, it's like, I, I'm just kind of like, so what's the answer? (laughs) You know, like, can we make therapy and coaching available to every single human being on this planet? Because that's the only way this is going to change. And then, and then of course the answer is no, you can't do that. And so then I start to, you know, lose hope and, um, it's hard. It's hard for me. So those are the things that I've really observed out into the world. And, um, the third point I wanted to make. So the first point was what I decided I would do. The second point was what I've observed, um, out in the world. And then the third point is kind of what I'm committed to continuing to do. So as a coach, um, in our industry specifically, it's really starting to be looked at how we can help and hold space for people of color, um, black people, anyone who's really been marginalized. Because a lot of the stuff that we teach in coaching is great for one type of person. And these are really, I think, white people who have the chips stacked on their side. But if you're talking to someone like a black person, who has a really different experience of being in this country or of um, living in the world that we live in. We have to honor that, right? So for one person, if they have a limiting belief that says, you know, um, I have to work really hard in order to make, you know, a lot of money and we want to sort of look at that limiting belief and then replace it with a new one, that's fine. But then there's another set of human beings who have a completely different experience. And we just have to acknowledge that where if they had the same limiting belief, we have to unpack a few other things first before we can get to that, okay, let's come up with a new belief. Because we have to take into account all that they carry with them just being the color skin that they are in this country or in this world. And so that's what I'm committing to talking about, actually not talking about, but learning about more is how to not, uh, in, in my, in our industry, we call it spiritual bypassing, right? Spiritual bypassing is kind of like when somebody says, Oh, you know, I feel like I, the stacks are chipped, the, chips are stacked against me. Spiritual bypassing sounds like, you know, love and light will get, will take that away or just meditate your way out of that. Right. That's just like using a spiritual practice to bypass what they're, what the issue actually is. Um, and I think, I think in my industry specifically yoga coaching, um, that sort of stuff, I think that I have a lot to learn about how to hold space and ask the right questions and learn ways to help people that are coming with a whole other real life set of you know thoughts, beliefs, issues that I've never experienced simply because of the color of my skin. And so that's what I'm committed to talking about, um, or not talking about, but learning about more is that. And I think, especially in the coaching community, that is starting to be looked at by the schools and the accreditations. Um, you know, what have they been missing? Where have they been missing the mark and how can we be more inclusive? And I think that that's awesome. Um, on a personal level, I have been having a lot more conversations with my daughters, about 
about the color of their skin and what that means to be in this country. And my intention with my children is not to make them feel guilty about who they are because that's not going to serve anyone. It's not to feel shame. It's not to, um, you know, create any sort of barrier about who they are, but really just to educate them, which, and it's, it kind of sounds like this when I talk to them, but just like, you know, because of the color of your skin, you're never going to be, um, you're, you're, you're never going to be questioned about certain things. Um, you, and, and because of the color of your skin, you actually have a responsibility to hold the space and to make sure that others are being treated correctly. Now, granted my kids are six and four. So the way I talk to them is a little bit different than how I'm talking to you now, but my intention with them is for them to grow up knowing that they have privilege and that part of that privilege is to make sure that they are you know reaching their hand out to those who need it to helping propel and uplift those that are being overlooked and to make sure that if they see something happening around them that isn't right to know that they have the privilege of stepping in and saying something and that they most likely will be heard simply because of the color of their skin. So I'm teaching them about this privilege and about the responsibility that comes with that privilege. Um, Cause I really, really think that the way we shift this, the way that we change this is truly by educating. And if you have a small person that you have the privilege of, of raising, um, you know, it starts with teaching them and it starts with educating ourselves and unpacking the stuff that we're carrying around our experience. And, um, yeah, just kind of being overall aware about what's going on. Which really brings me to kind of my last point, which is a lot of the conversations I've had um, with my white friends and family have a, a big point of contention for um, these these white friends that I've talked to. What I hear a lot is, well, I had it rough too. You know, I have a, a, a friend that I talked to and she was like, you know, my mother was an alcoholic growing up and she was a single mom and my dad wasn't around and like, look at me. And another person, you know, I grew up on the border of, you know, Mexico and um, I was picked on because I was the only white kid and kind of like telling me about reverse racism. And then another person is like, oh, you know, white privilege doesn't exist that I, you know, that there's no way that that can happen. And I grew up, you know, with an alcoholic parent and I grew up poor and, you know, I got myself out of that situation and yada, yada. And so what I have found is that there's a lot of, well, I had it rough and I came out of it okay. There's a lot of that going around. And so if you're listening to this podcast and you have that same point of view, like I, you know, I had it rough as a kid and I put myself through school and I worked hard and, you know, why can't they just do the same and they don't deserve anything different than me. What I would ask you to do is to really look at the wound that you have around your childhood and and heal that because you deserve that. You deserve 
to feel like your childhood was actually happening for you and not against you. You actually deserve to feel like your inner child is being seen. And when that happens, you will then be able to see other people. You will then be able to hold space for other people. But until you can kind of heal that self, that within yourself, you're always going to feel entitled because you had it hard and here you are thriving or doing well. And why doesn't anyone, everyone, why doesn't everyone else just like stop complaining? Right. That cycle is going to continue and continue until you can heal your own stuff. So This episode was really about what's happened in the last few months regarding this particular subject. I know it's a very touchy subject. I am still in that phase of fearing that I say the wrong thing and blah, blah, blah. But I have realized that that fear is a privilege. It's a privilege to have a fear about saying the wrong thing. Um, I can't imagine what it would be like to be black in this country right now um, and to have black children. It would scare the crap out of me if I'm being honest. So um, I will hold this fear and I will push through it. And I will do that in my way and my effort of making as much of a change as I can in my world, in my community, in my kids' futures, and really for all people, every, every single person that is marginalized, looked over, passed over, um, looked down on. It's just not okay with me. And I want to be a part of the solution, not the problem. So if this episode was helpful, if this episode was something that you can relate to, please leave a comment, uh, share it on your social, tag me, you know, let your friends know that there's some information here that can help them on their journey. And please know that, I mean, I think this word, it's like people like it, people don't like it, but either way, please know that I am an ally to um, all communities. All right, guys, I'll talk to you soon.